Welcome in. It's Thursday Night Football on the PFF Benny Podcast. I'm once again joined by Kevin Cole, showdown expert. We're going to be talking about, uh, you know, our favorite bets for the Cincinnati Bengals, Jacksonville Jaguars match. We're going to talk about some player props. And then at the end, we're going to get on a little bit of DraftKings showdown action. So, Kevin, how are we feeling today? I know you've been on a number of other podcasts. Hit the PFF Fantasy Podcast. Definitely check that out as well. Uh, unexpected points. How, how are things uh, progressing for you coming into week four? Uh, pretty well, I would say. I mean, yeah, we were talking a lot on the fantasy podcast about guys who've been performing over and under expectation, things that disappointments, uh, better than you'd hope for, all that type of stuff. And I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and say even, there's been some disappointments here for Thursday, for our Thursday night Jaguars who are coming on. Yes. But I'm actually moderately excited about them and this game here. Well, we'll talk more about it as we, as we get into it. Um, but, you know, I, I might even have to reference my mm-hmm. hashtag film watching here. So uh, disclaimer, this is a big disclaimer <laughs> that I'm throwing in here is when stats guys start talking about film. But watch out for that. That may be coming later in this episode. It's coming. It's going to come here pretty soon. I can feel it at this point in time. But I'm with you. I mean, I'm always I'm always relatively excited for Thursday night football uh, no matter who's playing at this point in time I know Tuesday Wednesday kind of happened quickly but we're already on a Thursday I'm excited for it former two number one overall picks I do think uh, Trevor Lawrence basically look like uh, you know we have him as the worst graded starting quarterback in the NFL through three weeks has definitely uh, looked that part had some really poor turnover worthy plays uh, number of interceptions those sorts of things I did expect a lot more from him I think I did expect a lot more from the rookie quarterbacks in general general i guess uh before we really dive into this game out of the five first round rookie quarterbacks what one do you uh anticipate potentially turning the corner the quickest and maybe you know kind of separate himself from the rest of this class at this point in time is he still on the bench watching jimmy garoppolo play or is it somebody besides trey lance yeah no i mean yeah like trey lance is winning the race by not even participating at this at this (laughs) point so that's that's not a good thing so here's i mean i think it is lawrence and i'll say um when it comes to lawrence and his grade so far this year just the way that our grading works i don't want to get into it too much but you know there's like a there's a strong bias in our grading towards or there's a there's a little bit of a bias towards big plays and poor plays right so he's had ugly he's had these ugly interceptions and that's what's really been driving down his his ranking but he is i think he's leading the league right now or he's near the top as far as uh, his deep pass attempts, like how, how often he's attempting to throw the ball downfield. So I think he's stretching himself a bit here and yeah, things haven't gone well. There have been some big negatives, like the pick six that we saw, um, and other things and other interceptions that have looked pretty bad. So he's been graded harshly on those, but at least he is trying to, you know, really push the ball down the field. And I think he's going to learn as time is going on there. Whereas with Mac Jones, who's the highest graded of our rookie quarterbacks, uh, I think he could continue to play that conservative game. But when things started to go wrong for him last week, the running game wasn't working. They're playing from behind. It was really difficult for him to, to, uh, you know, push the ball and start to do things. So I think Lawrence is, is someone who has a better chance of things clicking here because he is at least pushing and stretching himself right now. And he is showing those types of traits that we're going to be excited about. It just hasn't come together. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. I think 100%. I think another way to kind of look at that, uh, DJ Chark fourth overall in total air yards at this point in time. Marvin Jones, 11th overall. So he is definitely looking downfield quite a bit. I think basically the only guy underneath at this point in time has been LaVisca Chenault. I kind of like playing 
Chenault in a couple player props at this point in time. I'll get your thoughts on those later. But let's dive into this actual contest here. So we have, uh, I think it opened up, if you were looking, uh, you know, previously in the preseason, I think this was a minus two and a half point spread for Cincinnati. Look ahead line, six and a half out to seven and a half at this point in time, 45 and a half point total. Uh, Green line doesn't have a ton of value on either the spreader total at this point in time. Do you lean towards the Jaguars at uh, six, at seven and a half points? Yeah, I mean, I would. Uh, seven and a half is pretty, it's, it's a nice number, right? So you have right. that, number one. Number two with the Bengals, I mean, they have been, I think they're the third lowest team when it comes to pass rate versus expectation. Like they're not passing the ball very often, yet they're still have taken a bunch of sacks, at least before last week against the Steelers. The Steelers were not able to generate any pressure with the injuries that they had up front. Um, but they've been outperforming by creating big plays. Now the Jaguars defense is more than happy to give up big plays. So don't get me wrong. Maybe they'll continue to get those long passes to, to chase and, you know, the see, uh, see Tyler Boyd breaking tackles and taking it in like he did last week from about 20 yards out. So and all those things are possible, but I think that the Bengals are not exactly setting themselves up in the most optimal way. Uh, just things happen to have worked out so far. So for that reason too, I, I think, Hey, are they going to have the firepower with a team that's willing to run so much? And they're not very good at running the ball, at least so far. Right. Are they really going to be able to cover uh, not only a touchdown, but a little bit extra on top? Yep, they got the hook added to them. Maybe they make a decent teaser. Like at that point in time, you can yeah. tease them down through three and seven. That might be a justifiable play. I don't mind, you know, with with like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers moving out to a minus seven spread on the road and Tom Brady's return to Foxborough. Maybe they're the other teaser that you're looking at this point in time. But I do think if you're playing the spread straight up, I do like the Jaguars uh, at seven and a half. Not not a not a recommendation. Not a green line <laughs> play or anything like that. But I do think at some point we're gonna see Trevor Lawrence put a quality game together and it could happen easily enough here in week four. I definitely agree with you on that. So let's see, what do we have uh, from player props perspective? I know I got a couple that I'm really uh, liking at this point in time. What is kind of jumping out to you immediately as you look at this Thursday night game? Yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know if I'm really excited about that much here. We, I mentioned how much they're really running the ball as a team. Mixon is completely dominating the backfield yeah. and the carries there. So I think if you want to look at Mixon uh, over, is 19 and a half carries, I think is an interesting one. Just assuming that they're, you know, if, if they're up, he's going to be getting a lot of work there and they're just going to want to lower the variance against a team that they assume is going to make mistakes on the other end. I think that one is somewhat interesting if you're looking to go over. If you're looking to go under at the same point in time, Mixon has not been very involved in uh, receiving the ball. And we did see Chris Evans play a little bit last week. So he's not, you know, Gio Bernard, but he is a rookie who they liked in that sort of role where he could catch the ball. So if he gets a little bit more involved in these situations, these really, really obvious passing situations, or if it becomes like, again, this game where they're up by a decent amount there, I think Mixon could have that sort of split where he could go over in uh, carries at the same time as he goes under in receptions. Yeah, definitely. I like that quite a bit. I do like kind of targeting uh, certain running backs, as you as you mentioned, basically, like fading them in one area, rushing yards, liking them in another, receiving yards, or flipping that around as we would for Joe Mixon on this game on Thursday night. I definitely like that quite a bit. I got to get your thoughts on we the player prop tool kind of likes both of these quarterbacks to go over their interception prop number. Both are plus price. We do have Trevor Lawrence, uh, as as high of an interception prop as you're going to see, 1.5 plus 115 price. Joe Burrow, 0 0.5 plus 140 price. Are you 
basically, are you thinking about playing either of those sides, or is this a spot where you think both quarterbacks can play a relatively clean, error-free game on Thursday night? I mean, I mentioned about Burrow that they're not throwing the ball a whole lot, but right. you know, half uh, interception is pretty is pretty low. The thing is, up until week three. He, when he was getting pressured, he wasn't forcing the ball into potential interceptions. He was just taking a sack, basically. <laughs> he was right, taking a sack right, on right. over 40% of his pressures uh, the first couple of weeks of the season. So maybe that could turn around a little bit. I saw him dancing a bit in the pocket, trying to avoid some pressure last game. So maybe if he continues to do that and then decides he wants to flip the ball downfield, uh, things could 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 get interesting. So I guess if I were going to go over on one, it would probably be Burrow. I mean, one and a half interceptions is a lot for, That's for a, right? for a it's, quarterback it's in a single game. And again, I'm going to hope that it's just been Lawrence really dialing up the risk so far when they've had to do it so far this year. And maybe that won't be the most sustainable thing going forward. Yeah, definitely. I like that quite a bit. So I do like what you said a little bit about Joe Burrow basically just standing in the pocket, taking some of those sacks. What about a play on Joe Burrow's rushing yards? He finally went over last week. Uh, he had basically the lowest uh, rushing yardage prop he's ever had in his NFL career last week, 3.5. I do think it probably moved up a little bit. I do think uh, toward the end uh, of kickoff on Sunday, it was closer to 7.5 on some books like DraftKings and FanDuel. Do you think he's going to go over an 8.5 rushing yards prop? Do you think uh, that, you know, the Jaguars are going to be able to get enough pressure on Joe Burrow to maybe force him out of the pocket and he can scramble for one of these, you know, longer rushing attempts? Or do you think that's a spot where uh, our player prop tool might not be on the correct side? Yeah, it's it's tough because if you're, like, if you're, you know, um, if you're the Bengals right now, you're just praying that he's not going to be doing something like that in this type right, of matchup right. where you're going to win. But then again, you know, these guys have instincts, right? And like I mentioned last week, there was one play in particular where he did kind of spin out of a couple of potential tackles, dove forward. And he's someone, if you watched how he played last year, where clearly he has a you know, he doesn't, he doesn't like to take contact, but he's not scared of it at all. As far as right. when he, when he's feeling confident in his, in his knee. So yeah, I could see this going over, but it's going to be, like you said, it's going to really just be one particular scramble that probably gets you there. So whether that happens or not, it's not, it's, it's, it's not going to be, you know, like a high volume sort of thing. You're just going to hope to get that coin flip and it ends up happening. Yeah, definitely. I kind of I do like that one, Simone. He has had uh, a couple rushing attempts. I do think he's getting more comfortable with his leg back. I do think he has a low enough number still that he could get over that seven point five rushing yard. So I don't mind that one as um you know an actual play at this point in time. I might be just a little bit higher on it than you. What about this one? So I do like the Visca Chanel that mentioned earlier to go under forty point five receiving yards. He has been you know pretty heavily involved, really low average depth of target. I think it's like at six point three at this point in time. Other two guys, Marvin Jones and DJ Chark, both over. Over, you know, 12, 13, seeing a lot of the downfield action at this point. I do think, you know, if the if the Jaguars are down a little bit, um, I think we're going to see maybe Chanel potentially uh, avoided on those lower average depth of target throws. If he does, I don't think he's going to have too much room. He is, you know, going to be facing off against Mike Hinton, uh, which I think is basically the the Bengals' best cover cornerback. Do you think? Um, do you think he's, you know, a play that could potentially go under? Would you lean more toward his receptions or his receiving yards if you were uh, looking at potentially fading Chanel here on Thursday night? I mean, I think I would lean more towards going over under on his receiving yards, if only because it's possible. I mean, who knows that we're, we're talking about uh, Urban Meyer, who I'm not exactly very confident in as an offensive guru here, but I think it's possible that 
having seen all of these different interceptions from Lawrence that they might decide, let's try to, you know, manufacture some easy passes. So then they could, this could be a situation where Chanel gets a couple of screen passes or something of that nature. Doesn't put up a lot of yards, but is able to, to rack up a, a couple more receptions than you may expect. So for that reason, I think that as a downfield option, they seem to clearly prefer DJ Chark and uh, Marvin Jones. So it would be more of the yards that I would fade than the receptions for Chenault. Yeah, that's that was my uh, synopsis of as well at this point in time. So hit me with hit me with a couple of your favorite if you have any uh, favorite player props at this point in time, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we talked about really, really the 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 big ones Majority. there. Um, I mean, so well, first of all, uh, I liked. I mean, I liked the the Burrow going over on the rushing yards, although it's a, it's a little bit close on on that one for me. Uh, I like the like I said the under on and the other one being the under on Lawrence's one and a half uh, interceptions. That's probably my favorite one. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 in any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet on of $1 on any game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs for all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, min $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. NFL Week 3 is in the books, which means PFF has data and grades for every single player who logged a snap last week. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and cultural well betting dashboards, our grade-powered projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. Our player prop tool, which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop, and so much more. Check out the highest-graded players from Week 3 and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for Week 4. There we go. There we go. So let's hear. What are you kind of seeing from a showdown perspective? Who do you think is going to be uh, maybe just a little too popular? Do you think the quarterbacks are still going to be um, probably a little bit rostered heavier than what they should at this point in time? Or do you think maybe they are, you know, options in this passing, you know, in the in that captain spot because of the fact that, you know, Trevor Lawrence, for instance, has a really poor narrative in these first three games and he could be a guy who potentially explodes here on Thursday night. How are you kind of playing that captain position on DraftKings here? Yeah, you know, I thought that I would find more value on Lawrence than I ended up finding it. Um, where I did find value was on Marvin Jones and maybe to a lesser degree, uh, someone like LaVisca Chenault, although it's it, it, that's that's really small in comparison to Marvin Jones. So Jones would probably be the number one guy there. I think that a lot of people are going to be piling in to Bengals players, in particular Jamar Chase, who I do not see as a value because of that. Um, yeah. I think there's also some potential for Carlos Hyde, although 
we don't really know what's going to happen here. James Robinson has really taken over that backfield. So I think people are completely fading Carlos Hyde and he's got a lower price. But if we get into this, a weird scenario where the Jaguars are performing well and they're able to run the ball a bit, they could lean on Hyde a bit more than they have. Whereas they've been playing so far behind that they've really just been using Robinson as the dominant option. Yeah. I agree with that. I do I do think Hyde could potentially be a little bit sneaky here on Thursday night. So what about the defense, right? We basically have the Bengals 14th overall and our opponent just a defensive grade. Jaguars 30th overall. Do you think either of them are playable in the flex position or is this a spot where you anticipate the game going over that 45 and a half point total uh, and defense is not necessarily being the correct approach? Yeah, I think both of them are slight values that that's that's what i would say i mean the bengals defense is quite a bit more expensive it's almost twice as much right now with the anticipation they're going to be able to get more turnovers but like i mentioned before you know burrow takes a lot of sacks so sacks can also lead to strip sacks so if anything it would probably be the jaguars defense that i would like a little bit more because of the fact that they're going to be such low uh ownership uh with everyone assuming that they are a big underdog and won't have that much of a chance there. But again, you just really want these turnovers so they can get some sacks. Maybe they can get a strip sack, something like that. Uh, they may end up paying off in this matchup. There we go. I like it. I like it quite a bit. So I guess if you were locking in, you know, multiple lineups at this point in time, who is the one guy that you were going to have in basically all those lineups? Who's kind of like that lock button play uh, for this Thursday night showdown? slate from your perspective. I mean, for me, it's going to be Marvin Jones, who I mentioned earlier. You mentioned the air okay. yards. I think his ownership number is going to be down. He's a little bit more expensive than DJ Chark and LaVisca Chanel, which I think will dissuade people from, from choosing him. But he would be the one that, that I would choose and just hope that some of those long passes start being completed here for the Jaguars. There we go. There we go. I can get on board with that. I always love a little bit of Marvin Jones Jr. mixed in at this point in time. So we will see. We got, you know, a, not the greatest Thursday night matchup, but it is definitely a Thursday night matchup. So anytime there's football, it's on, definitely an uh, NFL got to be excited. Game. It's <laughs> definitely an NFL football game. That's all we can ask for on Thursday night. I'm excited for it. I know Kevin's excited for it. So make sure you check out, you know, Kevin's great showdown content that he has coming out tomorrow. Check out the player props tool, Green Line. Make sure you lock in all those bets that you can over at DraftKings Sportsbook uh, from Ben Brown, joined by Kevin Cole. We appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast. 